It is Monday, November 21st, 2022. The Tin and J Man Show. I want to say Thanksgiving Eve, but it's not Thanksgiving Eve yet. Pre Thanksgiving episode is coming at you, episode 314. Live on the IC Sports Network, live on the Tan and J Man Show Facebook page, the IC Sports Network Twitter page. Twitter is still a thing as of now. Yes, hanging on, hanging on for dear life, hanging on for dear life, and it's also, of course, streaming on all of your favorite audio platforms. So, whichever audio platform you prefer, and you're listening to this episode on right now, please stop what you're doing, hit subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a five-star rating and review if you haven't done that already. We appreciate that. With all that said, I'm Tanner Lee. My co-host, Josh the J-Man Months, next to me on the computer screen in the state of Illinois. What's going on, J-Man? I wish it was Thanksgiving Eve because uh, I'm ready to mess up some food. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> mess it up, huh? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving dish? I do like turkey, but it's not my favorite. Um, like noodles, like chicken and noodles. Oh, chicken and my grandma, my amazing. grandma makes some makes some good chicken and noodles usually on mm. Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I, I like mashed potatoes. I like macaroni cheese. I like pie. Oh, pie. I'm not a big stuffing guy. You stuffing guy? I don't like stuffing either. No, yeah, I don't like stuffing either. Um, I, I, I prefer the dark meat on the turkey to the white, yeah. the white gets, yeah. white, white gets a little dry. We, yep. we usually do a ham as well, which I like ham. Yep. Uh, my grandmother makes great gravy, mashed potatoes and gravy. My mom makes a cheesy corn casserole. That's really good. Um, uh, I'm hungry. I am hungry. Have you ever had turducken before? I've not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big duck guy. I've noticed. Um, so no, I've not. Okay. All right. Well, are you? Enough. I, I have had turducken before. Have you? Yes. So, um, yeah, it's. Oh, I was young though. I was really young. It's yeah. uh, it's meat on top of meat on top of meat. So I figured yeah. uh, you'd probably be a fan. I'm a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a meaty guy. <laughs> all right. With all that said, uh, do you have a pivotal bogey or bogey bogey question yes, for me? Yes, it, it is. It is pivotal too. I believe I'm still. Uh, am I two up on you? I'm still two strokes up and five up. Yeah. If you if if I miss up. this one tonight, it might be sayonara on uh, me winning birdie or bogey yeah. trivia for 2022. You have a really good chance to get a. Um, oh God. To get a par, I will say that. Um, Derrick Henry ran for his tenth rushing touchdown of the season. He became the fifth player in NFL history to score 10 rushing touchdowns in five straight seasons. Who are the other four running backs to have done this? I'm feeling uh, very giving as it's uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, two, two for a par, three for a birdie, four for a birdie. I'm not going to give you an eagle or anything. But, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I appreciate I, I don't, it. I don't think you'll get all four, but I think you got a, ch- you got a chance to get three. We'll I appreciate that. Should, should get at least a par, but again, it's kind of the kiss of death. Oh, it's but, always the kiss uh, of death. Yeah. Uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. And check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. And they got uh, really good yeah. merchandise, too, on their website. So go check that out. And speaking of merchandise, uh, the Tan and J Man Show store.com has a bunch of Tan and J Man Show merchandise out there for the Tan and J Man Show Nation. So if you need something for the holidays, you know it is Black Friday coming up coming up mm-hmm. this Friday. So maybe you'll see a promotion code or two on the website. Uh, uh, look at our social media channels for that. But if you're, you know, shopping for a t shirt, whether that be short sleeve, long sleeve, a hoodie, coffee mug, Sticker for your laptop, whatever it may be, we got it on our store. So, uh, once again, that's tan in jmanshowstore.com. Yes, sir. Do you just want to start off by getting educated today? Yeah, I feel uh, not so bright today. So, I have a, I have a pulled up here, but on this day in 1925, the Galloping Ghost Red Grange plays his final football game at the University of Illinois, and then he signed with the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. On this day in 1934, the New York Yankees bought Joe DiMaggio 
from the San Francisco Seals of the Pacific Coast League. That's an awesome name, and I did not know he was never affiliated with the Yankees to begin with. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I, I don't know how that worked all all back in the day. Because the Pacific Coast League now is a triple-A, so I don't know if the San Francisco Seals were like a minor league affiliate. I don't know how that worked back in the day. So I've purchased his contract, but uh, he played for the Seals, and that is a pretty cool name. The Seals. On this day in 1949, Bill Veck sells the Cleveland Indians for $22 million to fund his divorce settlement. That is an expensive divorce. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap. Not by any means. <laughs> On this day in 1970, the New York Knickerbockers played their first ever game in the NBA when they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 102-94. 1970. I would have guessed they were older than that. Me too. Me too. On this day in 73, Pete Rose won MLB's National League MVP. Put him in the hall. Might as well put him in the hall. I don't want him associated with baseball besides the hall. Deserves to get in the hall. I don't want him around, though. He is, uh, yeah, uh, there's something about him. Not many people like him. On this day in 1982, who won the 32nd NASCAR Sprint Cup? 82. Uh, Richard Petty. And if this was Birdie Bogey, it might be a good omen for you, even though you're wrong. Uh, Daryl Waltrip. Waltrip? Okay. Mm, DW. Yeah. On uh, this day in... 1999, who won the 51st NASCAR Sprint Cup? 99. Could have been Dale. Could have been Jeff. Could have been somebody like Mark Martin or Bill Elliott. I'm going to go Jeff Gordon, though. It was a Dale, but it wasn't Earnhardt. Dale Jarrett. Jarrett. Gosh, dang it. Who won the 56th NASCAR Sprint Cup in 2004? So that's before Jimmy Johnson won it. I think Kurt brushing you up on your NASCAR. I think Kurt Bush uh, won it oh three. So it'd been between Bush and Johnson, I think. Or did Tony Stewart win it? Went in oh five. Um, let's try Jeff Gordon again. Kurt Bush. Ah, I, th- I thought I did an 03. <laughs> Dang it. The 97 Sharpie car and the Crown Royal car. I remember that. But darn it. Couldn't tell you that. That is going to do it for on this day, November 21st. I like that there's, there's some NASCAR in there, but man, I yeah. I probably would have been good at that about 10 years ago. Am I, I remember stu- you had I need some, a- uh, you were up on the NASCAR trivia. I was, I was, I need to start studying up again just for the, on this day, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a hundred percent custom woodcraft shop, woodcraft sign shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide anything from signs, to grow charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home office or man cave to see some of their recently completed projects. Visit them on Instagram and on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for custom orders, you can contact them via email moodywoodcrafts at gmail.com. Perfect yes, holiday gift for the sports fan in your family. Mm-hmm. The moon dog. What do you want to start with tonight? I'll start with some college basketball. College hoops? Yeah, college hoops. Mm, which, yeah, have- which, since we're doing that, can I get my word of association out of the Beautiful. way? Beautiful. Do it. It is college basketball related, but Indiana high school hoops related. Ooh. And I got to give my dad, Eric Lee, a shout out for this one. He gave me this list last week for nice. this week. I got the last 10 Indiana Mr. Basketballs to not be drafted in the NBA. That's a good one. And we will go from most recent back. Starting with, for the win. Starting with Chris Wilkes. He uh, played at North Central High School in Indianapolis and then went on to play at UCLA. Yeah, he um, he was kind of a bust, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. he, he I was completely forgot okay. about him. <laughs> Me too, until this moment. I'm like, Chris Wilkes, who is that? But no, uh, he, uh, the only reason why I kind of remember him is because he was kind of down to Illinois and UCLA. How did I know Illinois was going to be? How did I know Illinois was going to be in this? Illinois finishes runner-up. Uh, every recruit in the nation. 
<laughs> um, yeah, he he wasn't that great, was he? And he was supposed to be a no. Star. I mean, yeah, yeah. Usually, Mister Basketball's paying out a little better than he did. So, yeah. Next guy on this list, uh, I know he's always talked about my household to this day from my dad, Zach Irvin, Hamilton Southeastern, then went on to play at Michigan. He was a Purdue killer. <laughs> yeah, there was a game uh, up in Ann Arbor where he he. Uh, was struggling and I made a comment how he couldn't make anything. And then I think he went off for like 21 second half. I remember that. Purdue yeah. Barely lost the game. He was, yeah. he, he was a solid player for Michigan. He was never their best player. Nope. Um, those were, those were decent beeline teams, but not great beeline right. teams uh, with them. So Jordan holes, Bloomington South went on stayed Jordan in the town holes, of Bloomington yeah. to play at IU. Um, Rochester, uh, grad Bruce Grimm jr. Was runner up to Jordan holes that year was, uh, Jordy great shooter, obviously good Indiana teams. Um, I think most people knew coming out of high school that he wasn't going to get drafted. So, uh, it, it, it was kind of a weaker year. If I remember in Indiana for a high school basketball in 09. Also as had as players a, go. Um, well, he also had, uh, yeah, NBA wise, definitely. Cause Derek Elston, Finished in that that Mr. Basketball. Um, I think Travis Carroll finished in that Mr. Basketball. And there was somebody else in that top five that played Division One. Yeah, it, it it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a great uh was Deshaun Thomas. I mean he would only been a junior. Uh, which show, which so was Travis Carroll. DJ Bird, I believe. Oh, DJ Bird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Travis Carroll was, was not what, Travis Carroll was not then. Travis Carroll was the following yeah. year. I got that screwed up. I I, I want to say Elston was 08, too. Was he 08? See, I'm yeah. I'm maybe pretty, I'm way I'm off. Sure he was 08. Maybe I'm way off. But still, wasn't a great class. Luke Zeller, Washington High School, then <laughs> went on to play at Notre Dame. Um, the worst of the Zellers, um, Ty, Tyler and Cody were a little better, but uh, he uh, who what was he the one? Did he hit a half quarter or something? To beat Plymouth. That's right. To beat Plymouth. Yeah. Beat uh, um, Kyle Benj and Sheets and some of the other guys that went to play small college basketball. Yeah, hit a half court to win it. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. A.J. Ratliff, another guy from North Central, went on to play at IU. He uh, he was an Illinois killer, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't remember him very well, to be honest. That was he, Mike Davis yeah, era. So. Wasn't great, and those teams weren't that good either. Um, probably towards the tail end of the Davis era, right? They had gone to the <clears throat> national championship game, and I, I don't know if Ratliff was a part of that one. I don't believe um, he was. Not, but I, I, I remember him more at the end of the Davis era. Justin Cage from Indianapolis Pike went on to play Xavier. I remember him as Xavier. Yeah, good player, too, at Xavier. Um, good player. He played at Pike, huh? Mm-hmm. Another guy at Pike, and this guy looked like he was going to be NBA guy at one time, and then never came to Chris Thomas, who went on to play at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great four year player at Notre Dame. I remember him uh, going off against Illinois in the NCAA tournament back in oh. I was at that game. Oh three, I want to say. Yep, I was at that game because yeah, it was Notre Dame's game. first time making Sweet Sixteen in a long time. Yeah, I think. They were either the, it was a four or five game. I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who was five. It was four, but uh, yeah, Chris Thomas, great point guard at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was on the team. He Chris Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. um, Colin Falls was on that team. Um, yeah, some good guys on that team. And then the game after that in Indianapolis, uh, Dwayne Wade and Marquette beat Missouri. So Dwayne Wade, Mar- Travis Diener, cool. Tom Crean led Marquette that made the Final Four that year. Uh, three more here. Jason Garter, also of North Central. Um, North he Central. Went to Arizona? Yes, went to Arizona and then was IEPY's coach at That's a few right. years ago before uh, getting uh, relinquished of his duties. Yeah, he uh, good. I mean, he he was there with, was he at uh, Arizona with like Gilbert Arenas? Yep, and Luke Walton. Luke Walton, Richard Jefferson. Yep, they were the um, runner well. up to Duke in 01. Yep. Yeah, they. Uh, they shot about 90 free throws against Illinois in the elite eight. And I still see Illinois fans complaining about that one. Um, but yeah, he, he was terrible head coach at IUPUI. Next guy up, uh, IU fan favorite, a Purdue, uh, one of the most hated guys of Purdue fans to this day, Tom Coverdale of Noblesville. I, you guys have talked about him a lot, um, over the years. And I can say, I do not remember a single thing about Tommy Coverdale at Indiana. 
He was on that runner-up team. Mm-hmm. Just that hustle dork, like I I like to call him. Um, or was he a or was he better than a hustle dork? He was a little better than a hustle dork, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, he started a majority of his career there. Uh, um, I don't I don't remember what his strengths were. I mean, I remember watching him play, but I mean, we were in fourth grade when he graduated. I believe he played that national championship against Maryland not a hundred percent. I believe he tweaked an yeah. ankle in the final four against Oklahoma. I think. Um, I could be mistaken, though. And last on this list, uh, Luke Recker of DeKalb played IU, Arizona technically, even though he never played a game, and then Iowa. Yeah, oh, Luke Recker. Um, I remember him hitting a buzzer beater against Indiana when he was yes, uh, Ten with tournament. Iowa in the Big Ten tournament. I was able to meet him and have a picture with him uh, when I was in fourth grade. My uncle got in a really bad car accident. He was a huge Iowa fan, and uh, Luke Recker showed up, and that that was right after uh, Recker's bad accident as well. Uh, when he that that was when he was at Arizona, right? He got in that accident. Yes. Yep. Um, we somehow got in contact with. I, actually, I think Mike Barnett is the one that got us in contact with Luke Recker, and he uh, he showed up at the University of Iowa Hospital, and uh, I got to meet him, and he was uh, he was really tall. I think he was only six six, but he seemed like he was nine feet tall when I was in fourth grade. Those were some good Iowa teams with uh, mm. Luke Recker, Reggie Evans, who had a long career in the NBA, Brody Boyd. Rebounder. Yeah. Um, there was a guy named Freeman, I believe, was a guard. Uh, Tony Freeman, I think. Tony, Pierre Pierce, I think, was a freshman on those that team. Mm. Uh, Luke, they had some, they had some talent, but uh, yeah. he was uh, lucky to get. I mean, of course, the car accident was the reason he was granted transfer, but that was before the transfer rules are like they are today. Yeah. So it was very rare if you saw a guy transfer. Um, two times. Yeah. So that's a good list. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print Two Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print Two Promo Group has over fifty years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. College hoops. It's a, uh, it's a fun time for college hoops because it's right when kind of the season's getting underway, but we see uh, great matchups with the uh, holiday tourneys going on. Uh, the Maui started today. We had some really good tournament in Vegas over the weekend um, and, and a few, few other really good tournaments. So it's a, it's an exciting time. College football is kind of winding down. Uh, it's hard to believe it feels like college football just started. And here we are in the last week of the season. Uh, I know. Now uh, college hoops is uh, heating up significantly. Yeah, we had the Gavit games between the Big mm-hmm. Ten and the Big East, right. um, mm-hmm. which were pretty um, enter- entertaining. Last week, um, like I said, we got a lot of good conference attorneys this week. The next, we got the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah. So this is really where college basketball grabs that dial and kind of turns it up a notch. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think uh, three Big Ten teams have now entered, or is it three or four Big Ten teams have entered the rankings this week? There's a total of six in the rankings. There's six total. So one left, and that was Michigan after getting blown out by Arizona State. Uh, but Michigan State rose from unranked all the way up to 12th. Um, Purdue's ranked, what, 24th? Yep, 24th. Iowa's 25th. Uh, Iowa's 25th, and Maryland's uh, 23rd. So those are the new teams in the rankings after only having three uh, coming into the year. Um, now up to six with uh, Indiana at 11th and Illinois at 16, um, which is rare for a team to rise up three spots in the rankings after losing a game, um, which Illinois did yesterday. But uh, – I was very happy with their performance in Vegas, beating the eighth ranked. I don't know what UCLA is ranked now after they lost. Because they lost again, didn't Uh, they out there? Yeah, yeah, they lost to Baylor by five. Um, But uh, I was, you you know, I was hoping for a one and one. I mean, obviously, I'm hoping for two and zero. But at the very least, I was hoping to get just one. And I, I, I I thought the way it would happen, they'd lose to UCLA and then beat Virginia in the consolation game. It was the exact opposite. They beat UCLA and then lost to Virginia in the championship game. Right. Um, so I was, I was very happy. I mean, this team is 344th in the country in returning minutes this year, 310th in, um, in total, um, experience. And then you play two of the most experienced teams in basketball, college basketball, UCLA and Virginia and beat UCLA take, uh, I think they had a, they had a one point lead with two and a half minutes left against uh, Virginia. It's kind of folded down the stretch, but, uh, as I said, be up and down in the, uh, 
non-con, and I think by a Big Ten play, they'll be a pretty dang good group. So I uh, feel pretty good about where they're heading. Yeah, like I said, it was an interesting week around the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan got waxed and darn near lost <laughs> last night Shut to up, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, won in overtime and a crazy finish there. But uh, looking back over the weekend, we saw Maryland smack uh, Miami, mm-hmm. Florida yeah, yesterday by 18. Um, Indiana took care of Miami, Ohio earlier in the week. They took care of Xavier. Didn't take care of them, but they won by two. Yeah. A really good game over there in the Cintas Center. Uh, Penn State looks like one against Colorado State. Um, They're receiving votes, too, Penn State is for top 25. They've looked pretty good so far. Yeah, they did lose by two on Friday to Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michigan State beat Villanova last week. And Uh, and they beat Kentucky as well. And they beat Kentucky. And Kentucky lost uh, to Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yep, and Gonzaga got killed by Texas. Yeah, Um, yeah. Then uh, Northwestern beat Georgetown to Gavit Games. Georgetown's awful. Uh, Purdue beat Marquette by five after being down seven, if not nine, at one point in the second half. Really? And, I didn't know that. Then their defense clamped down the last ten minutes, and the, there was a five-minute stretch where Marquette didn't score a bucket. And um, Zach Eady kind of dominated the second half, and Braden Smith had a little run himself. So he was named Big Ten Freshman of the Week this week, and Terrence um, – Help me, help me, Shannon. Shannon, right? Shannon yeah. was named Big Ten Player of the Week uh, for Illinois. Uh, Penn State did beat Butler on Monday last week, um, and DePaul beat Minnesota on Monday last week. So, yeah, Minnesota's bad. Nebraska, Nebraska's good. bad. They were up seven on St. John's at halftime in St. John's. Like, man, Nebraska looks halfway decent. Gave up fifty points and lost by twenty in the yeah. uh, in the <laughs> in the second half. So. Uh, same old Nebraska. Minnesota looks bad. Northwestern, again, they beat Georgetown. Georgetown's one of the worst um, power six or whatever, high majors uh, in college basketball. So uh, it's kind of shaping up exactly how we thought it would be so far, except Michigan. Michigan's been a little disappointing. 3 0 Ohio State uh, plays 3 0, number 17th mm-hmm. ranked San Diego State tonight in Hawaii. Um, Iowa hosts Omaha. Minnesota hosts Cal Baptist. That's Tomorrow. in California. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Rutgers uh, hosts, I think, hosts, yeah, hosts yeah. Ryder tomorrow. Uh, Northwestern. Is in hosts, Cancun. Yeah, Mexico against Liberty, who's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Dayton plays Wisconsin on Wednesday. I'm not sure where that game's at. Um, Nassau. Yeah, it's in Bahamas. Yep. Uh, Little Rock plays Indiana. That game's, I believe, at Indiana. Yes, it mm-hmm. is on Wednesday. Jackson State plays Michigan. And then Thursday, uh, Purdue plays West Virginia in the late one, 10 o'clock Eastern time. That's out in Portland. Uh, the winner of that game's most likely going to get Gonzaga the following night. Oh, Xavier, f- Xavier, Florida, Duke, and somebody else is the rest of that side of the tournament. Uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska play on the hardwood. Um uh, Thursday, not not football, the old football rivalry. That's the uh, down in Orlando. And Alabama plays Michigan State. Alabama's ranked 18th. Mm-hmm. That game is in also in Portland, like I said. Michigan State's yep. on the opposite side. Um, and then Iowa plays Clemson Friday. Uh, that game is in Florida. Uh, Illinois plays Lindenwood. Didn't even know they're first one. year D1. Oh, okay. First first year <clears throat> D1. Yep, they're in the uh, Ohio Valley. And then um, really nothing on the schedule on the weekend docket yeah. yet. So, Which I figured with last uh, college football Saturday, I can't imagine they'd schedule too many games um, True. over the weekend. True. Maybe Especially being rivalry but... week. Yeah. 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 So. Yep. so it'll be interesting. I, I'm like you for this uh, tournament. I would be thrilled with two and one for Purdue. Mm-hmm. Two and one. Uh, beat West Virginia. Give Gonzaga all they can handle. And then either beat uh, most likely Xavier or Florida and call it a good tournament. So. Yeah, absolutely. Because then they only get one day of rest before they travel clear to Florida State cross country. Which Florida State's looking uh, garbage. They are, but so it won't far. be. It won't be an easy game. I can <laughs> it never is, that. is it? Guarantee that, especially down there, it won't be easy. Yeah. 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 Hoops. I don't have, but I I have not watched a lot of basketball outside the Big Ten, so. 
Um, I've I've watched just a little bit. Um, it, it may, mainly just the Illinois games, uh, but I actually have some uh, Terrence Shannon stats here. Um, Terrence Shannon is the first player in six years to score at least twenty nine points, have ten boards, boards, and make eight threes uh, with an over eighty percent three point percentage. Uh, he was unbelievable on Friday night against UCLA. Eight of nine from the free throw line, or from the free throw from the three point line. Um, he he carried them a majority of that game, um, and it, it was good to see that this Illinois team has more depth than they've had in a while. Because li- literally their ninth guy came in and changed the entire game in the second half. He came in down twelve. They started pressing Tiger Campbell, uh, Sincere Harris. He's a, a freshman. Couple steals in a row, got right back in it, and ended up uh, taking the lead after getting down 15 in the second half. So uh, that is, uh, yeah, but that's the extent of the college basketball I've watched is uh, Illinois up to this point. Indiana does look pretty good so far. Like I said, they got a good non-conference road win Mm -hmm. at Xavier. Um, Got it was back and forth, and Indiana had I think an eight-point lead with about two and a half minutes ago, and then Xavier had a shot to win the game at the end and missed the layup and had a foul and ended up losing by two. Um, so it's still weird to see Sean Miller back there, but, uh, yeah, yeah. good win for Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis playing at a really high level so far. Xavier Johnson yes. scored a bunch on Friday night against Xavier. So if he can do that, that makes them even a better team. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, next week when they host, uh, as of right now, number one, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We'll see, um, exactly what they're made of. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I, I, I did watch the majority of that game, um, I guess, but, uh, yeah, Trace Jackson Davis looks so much more improved uh, than where he was. They still seem like they're going to struggle shooting the ball, though, uh, which that yep. could be could be a major issue uh, sure. going forward. Sure, absolutely. So. Yep. Anything else college basketball related? I don't have anything else college basketball related, no. Well, I got a lot on both football collegiately Mm -hmm. and professionally this week to talk about. So let's go ahead and start talking about college football. And it's rivalry week this week. And I guess what I'm going to ask you, it's a little mix of college football and college basketball. Since it's rivalry week, I thought it'd be fun to name, in our personal opinion, the top five college football rivalries and college basketball rivalries. Let's go ahead and start with college basketball since we were just talking college basketball. College basketball, obviously Duke-UNC. That's number one. That's my number one as well. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, number two, I actually have three Big Ten rivalries on there because I'm, I'm, I couldn't think of many other, I know. It was uh, tough. It, it was tough. Um, probably Indiana-Purdue. Now, a lot of that is fan-driven because I, I don't think the teams hate each other as much as they used to because the couple other – Matchups on this is like Cincinnati Xavier. They hate each other. You're taking hate my. Are you just reading my list? Um, <laughs> um, Iowa Illinois hate each other. They're on my list. They're okay. That one is not on my list. Um, that 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 has turned the past three years into one of the better rivalries in um, the Big Ten basketball. I also have Michigan State Michigan on this list. Yeah, my number one is Duke UNC. Number two is IU Purdue. Number three Kentucky Louisville. That's a I almost put Kentucky one. Louisville on there. Louisville's trash now though. Number four, Michigan, Michigan State. Number five, Xavier and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some others, I, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, but a lot of them have got ruined by the conference realignments. Yes. Um, yeah, you used to have a lot of good Big East ones, but now a lot of those teams are the ACC and some are in the Big East. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgetown, Syracuse. Um, Villanova, Georgetown. Georgetown's not very good anymore. Um, even ACC wise, Duke, uh, Maryland used to be a good one. Now they don't play. Maryland's in the Big Ten, so I, I was I was a little bit big. T- I mean, I only had two of the five, I guess, Big Ten, but I was kind of right there with you. Um, you know, I couldn't really think of any Pac-12 ones. No, because I mean that's that's more of a football conference. Uh, big Twelve, more of a football conference. Kansas, I don't even know who Kansas' biggest rival would be. Would it be Missouri? Missouri? But I just or Kansas I don't State. Think that's a, Maybe, but neither of those schools have been worth anything here recently. And SEC, um, I mean, <clears throat> I, I feel like Kentucky's so much more of a basketball school compared to the rest. I mean, yeah, I guess it'd be Kentucky, yeah. Florida, maybe. I don't know. Even even then, though, um, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I probably would have put Illinois, Missouri on that list. Yeah, I thought about that. It's really not that great. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool rivalry because it's split right down the middle, orange on one side, black and gold on the other. Um, but the games haven't been that good recently. I don't remember last time both teams have been good when they played each other, maybe two years ago, but that was a COVID year. So it was weird. Um, so 
Indiana Kentucky's one you could have put ten years ago, but they don't play each other. Yeah, even though they're either. rumored to yeah. pick it yeah. back up, but they don't play each other anymore. So yeah, um, yeah, this this was harder than the college football it, one. It was college football one. Was even the college easy. football was hard to narrow down to five. I will say it I was. have a lot of honorable mention. So yeah, uh, go ahead, start off college football. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State. That's my number uh, one. Would, yep. would be my number one. Um, I was thinking of SEC, like Bama Auburn used to be great. That's my number two. Uh, and that is my number two as well. But now Auburn, and I assume they're going to. Did they already fire Harson? Yes. Yeah. Cad- Cadillac, Cadillac Williams, Williams. Is their interim. They'll probably play him tough, though. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. They probably will. Um, Texas, Oklahoma is three. That's my me. number four. My number three is Army Navy. That's a good one. I wasn't even thinking Army Navy. Um, no- Notre Dame, USC is four. Uh, for me, that did not crack my top five, but that's an honorable mention. And I don't know why. I guess maybe because I don't know too many USC fans. Um, that could be. I don't know. It, it it seemed like it was better back in the day. And maybe now that USC has turned back into a power yeah. uh, with Lincoln Riley, it'll get there again. Uh, but yeah, the luster's kind of worn off a little bit, it feels like. Uh, my final one, BYU Utah, the Holy War. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, my my number five might turn some heads. I have the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, Mississippi. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think um, about that. They one. play on Thanksgiving usually. Um, they're usually both pretty good. And uh, Ole Miss been really good as of late, mm-hmm. even though they were awful this weekend um, against Arkansas. Um, they usually play like Thanksgiving night too. It feels yes, like. Thanksgiving night. Um, mm-hmm. Another good one. But they don't play anymore. But they will once Texas joins SECs. Texas A&M, Texas, yeah, uh, used yeah. to be a good one. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, Nebraska used to be a good one. What was the backyard brawl? Was that Pitt, West Virginia? Pitt, West Virginia, which they did play this year, but the conference realignments ruined that. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam, which just happened mm-hmm. over the yeah, weekend. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Oregon, Oregon State, but that's usually one sided. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, Washington State. Um, no, I was trying to think the the Big Ten's next biggest one's probably Michigan, Michigan State. Probably. Because they yeah. hate each other. I, I I think they hate each other worse than Michigan and Ohio State. Probably, yeah. Uh, but other, other than that, you, I don't really think of – I mean, Purdue-Indiana's a rivalry, but it's a basketball rivalry. Yep. Um, and it's been one-sided historically. And, and, and it's been one-sided. Uh, Nebraska-Iowa's kind of turned into a rivalry because they play on the Friday of – Right, and they board they border each other. Right, right. Um, Minnesota, again, Wisconsin is not a bad one. It's not a bad one for what they play um, for. I mean, you look at the schools that play in the same state, Illinois Northwestern. That who cares? Um, at one time, I would have said my. I almost put this, but Miami, Florida, and Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Florida State, Florida is another good one because they play every year. Now, Florida and Miami don't play every year. Which is yeah, just kind of weird. Georgia, Florida—that's the um, world's, world's largest, largest co- cocktail party. party. Yeah, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, I guess this year because Tennessee finally beat them. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's always played on the second week in October, so that's always a, a big one. Um, uh, non-division one, uh, DePaul and Wabash mm-hmm. for the Monon Bell, uh, big time because they've played so many times. I think 148 times, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Harvard, Yale, as my dad just texted me. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones in college football. Yeah. Um, Stanford, could, Cal, even though they stink. but <laughs> Yeah, both teams do now. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to think, think on some yeah. of those. So. I did have a hard time with the college basketball one. Yeah, it's just, it's just rivalries are different in basketball. Mm-hmm. It's really <clears throat> different. I mean, you can almost make a case like – as a Purdue fan, I think most Purdue fans' second least favorite teams is Michigan State. They've kind of tried to make the end of their own rivalry, you know, with the fan base, even though it's really not. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's just easier to have one basketball rival. In football, you can have multiple because there's um, – in basketball, I guess there's some years you only play teams one time. Yeah. Football, I mean, there's certain teams you play every year. And and you look, and some, even though they don't play every year, they have rivalry trophies like the the Ellabuck, the Illinois Ohio State, which has been a bloodbath. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloodbath. Um, obviously, Purdue Illinois plays for the cannon. Um, Purdue Indiana plays for the old Oakland bucket. Yeah, you got the um, Paul Bunyan's axe. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the little brown jug. Yeah, you got the, uh, Floyd of Rosedale, the pig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
A lot, a lot of good trophies. Yeah. My uncle Nick said DePaul versus Wabash. I did mention that one. I did you mention did. that one. Yeah. So. Oh, that was just was that two just weeks ago? Two or weeks week? ago. Yeah. 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 Monon Bell game. Yeah, I see. It was right, right here, live on the IC Sports. Yeah, Network. that's right. That's right. Uh, but college football, man, it's uh, another crazy weekend. Uh, nationally, we saw TCU survive, survive. at Baylor. I mean, yeah. I mean that was impressive for that kicker <laughs> to run on with not much time. Didn't even really do his warm up. Nails kick it through. Tennessee just <laughs> blew every <laughs> yeah. playoff chance. They just got destroyed by South Carolina, and unfortunately for them, uh, Hayden Hooker out for the year with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. But their playoff hopes are dashed now. Down. Um, it potentially opens up a door for maybe the Big Ten to get two teams in. Yeah, Michigan survived a scare. Yes, um, they did. Helped helped by a clear offensive pass interference uh, on a third down, I believe. Which at this point, who cares? Um, but it was a little little suspicious. Little <laughs> suspicious. Uh, the Big Ten wanting two teams in there, but. Um, well, even Ohio State didn't play very well. I mean, no, it was a didn't. close game down to the wire. So yeah. the Big Ten games were pretty close this weekend. Yeah, all, of them were, um, all of them were pretty close. So Indiana come back from a 24-7 to <coughs> excuse me, deficit to beat Michigan State in overtime. And unless Michigan State goes into Happy Valley and wins, they're not making the bowl. What a terrible so, season for them. Yeah, that was a collapse. Um, I was looking at our Big Ten predictions today, and you're doing a lot better than I did season predictions-wise. Um, I'm going to pull them up here. On my phone real quick. Because um, we only got one week to go. So I thought, hey, I might as well see what we oh, predicted. Well. <clears throat> For the West, I had Purdue going 10-2. and two. Well, that's not happening. They can get 8-4 and four at best. Uh, I had Wisconsin 9-3. and three. That's not happening. They are bowl eligible now after beating Nebraska. but Barely beating Nebraska. I don't know if Jim Leonard's going to be the guy, Josh. I, I don't think so. They've lost three um, or four decommits here in the past week or so. So I think, I think the rumors are not uh, good for him. I had Minnesota 9-3. That's not happening. Uh, they lost to Iowa. They fumbled twice in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa had 8-4, and four, which that's a good possibility. That's going to happen. Yeah. I had Nebraska 6-6. Six and six. Nope. I had Illinois 4-8. and eight. They definitely proved me wrong. And I had Northwestern 3-9. and nine. That's not even going to happen. That's you know, not going to happen. They can do it. <laughs> On the East, I did a little better. I had Ohio State 12-0, and 0, which could happen. The East Michigan. is easier to predict. Too. It is. I got Michigan 11-1. and one. Really whiffed on this one though. I had Michigan State nine and three, mm. uh, Penn State seven and five, Maryland six and six, Rutgers three and nine, and Indiana three and nine. You had Wisconsin ten and two. Yeah, that was a bad one. Iowa eight and four, so that's mm. right there. Minnesota seven and five, mm. right there. Purdue seven and five, right there. Illinois six and six, uh, Nebraska five and seven, and Northwestern three and nine. So you didn't do too bad not, with not the too West. Bad. East, you had Ohio State twelve and zero, Michigan eleven and one, Penn State eight and four, Michigan State eight and four, Maryland seven and five, and both Rutgers and Indiana three and nine. What's Rutgers at? They got to be close to three and nine, right? Uh, They're three and eight. It's been a, it's been, it's tough playing in the East, uh, but it felt like they were better last year than they were this year. Yeah, Rutgers is four and seven. Oh, better than I thought. <clears throat> yep. Not great, so, but better than I thought. Yeah. Well, they started off three and zero, I think. If I'm, if, if my memory yeah. serves me correctly, so because yeah. they they beat like Temple or something. Yeah. Right? Oh no, Boston College. That's a good win against Boston College, and then Boston College falls flat on their face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three wins. Year, so yeah. shut out by Notre Dame over the weekend in a snowy game up. No game. Man. Yeah. Which now Notre Dame's. Uh, I mean, if they beat USC. Uh, they win nine games, but yep. USC, USC is another team. They beat UCLA. Now, if if they win against Notre Dame, they win the Pac-12 championship. They'll be in the playoffs. Got to be in. Yeah. Have to be. And Caleb yeah. Williams will might end up winning the Heisman. He might. Yeah, he's been he's been awfully good, awfully but, dang good. But that the game between Michigan and Ohio State, which is going to be hyped up as the biggest game of the year, number two against number three, once the playoff rankings come out tomorrow, that's got some Heisman, Heisman trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, Implications? Consider implications on the line. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, um, haven't heard anything about Blake Corum. He hurt his knee in the first half, and I don't think he played the rest of the game um, against Illinois. Right. Um, and then, obviously, C.J. C. Stroud, and who knows, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. will get some uh, 
yeah. some votes as well. Yeah, it was a cold week end of football around the Big Ten, though. It was I, very cold. You, I mean, you you could have paid me enough money to sit out there uh, at uh, Rossade Stadium, but how bad was it? It was, I guess, the fifth coldest game in Rossade history. It was uh, freezing on Saturday. You and I were at one colder, Joe Tiller's last game. That was, was a colder day, huh? One or two degrees colder. I remember you couldn't feel your toes. I, yeah, I couldn't feel my feet for at least 36 hours afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, was, it wasn't it was as bad as I thought it was going to be, honestly. Really? It was cold, don't get me wrong. Uh, it seemed like it got worse in the fourth quarter. Um, but just an ugly football game. Um, Purdue couldn't get it going. I saw a thing that just ticks me off. Purdue gets an interception, and the guy high steps a little bit, and they called it back. Yep. Uh, Big Ten officials suck. I hate them. <laughs> it's terrible. a rule that got implemented, I think, two or three Ugh. years ago by the NCAA because it used to be you would get flagged for that sort of thing, but you got 15 yards back or whatever it is on that extra point. You mm. wouldn't get it they called back, but now it's get called back. Let you the know, kids J- have Jalen Graham did it, and he started high-stepping at 30, but it wasn't even an awful high-step. It wasn't. Which I was more mad he was doing that because the field was slippery. I'm like, if you <laughs> slip and fall doing that, you just yeah. – and, and, and really, I think if that play stood, I think Purdue blows them out. Probably. It kind of kept Northwestern in the game. Yeah. And Northwestern was playing a third-string quarterback who wasn't very good at throwing the ball, so they were just running it. And they did a pretty good job of running the ball. But uh, I thought Purdue's defense still played pretty well. It's just their offense couldn't really get it going. And they're starting running back Devin Mockby. He was banged up the first series of the game. He had a, got a concussion. But it looks like he is going to be able to play against Indiana. Yeah. Um, assuming he passes protocols, but I think it's going the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to get the win. Get out sure. of there, get the win, and you still have a chance at the West. Now you need Nebraska's help. Probably not going to happen, but um, even if you win, you still get a share of the West. And you're eight yeah. and four, and you still go to probably a decent bowl. So. Yeah, decent bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Pickham, uh, we tied last week, which we've done a couple times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Nebraska at Iowa Friday afternoon. Yes, 4 o'clock game. I'm going to be a big Cornhusker fan this week, uh, which doesn't happen very often, but I unfortunately don't see them getting it done. I see Iowa representing the Big Ten West for the second straight year in Lucas Oil. I have Iowa for four confident points. They they literally should just have Ohio State and Michigan play each other back-to-back <laughs> weeks uh, for the Big Ten Championship. Um, I'm going to help you out here a little bit, Tandem Man. This will be the J-Man's book and prediction <laughs> of the week. Iowa will beat Nebraska and uh, go to the uh, Big Ten championship game. Hard to believe. Three weeks ago, talking about Iowa, his team sucks. Kirk Ferentz isn't even going to be back, and now they have the highest odds to get to the Big Ten championship. How does that help me out, though? I want to know. You said you're going to help me out, and then. That helps you out because I'm terrible. Oh, I got you. I got you. I thought, okay. Yeah, a little bit. All right. All uh, right. I don't. Yeah. I I think I've done better this year than I have in years past. But yeah. um, I'm gonna help you out because because usually I get them wrong. But uh, uh, I Iowa two confidence points. J Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is Travis at infb Michigan at Ohio State. The game. Uh, it's finally a week I'm not putting seven on Ohio State. I am picking Ohio State because they're the home team, and I do think they are a little better, even though they haven't played fantastic as of late. But I'm only taking the Buckeyes for two. I have Ohio State for seven. Um, <laughs> they're not losing back-to-back years to Michigan. I just can't, especially this one being at home. Yeah. Can't see it happening. All right. Ohio State for seven. Rutgers at Maryland. I got Maryland for five. I have Maryland for four. Illinois at Northwestern. This is my seven-pointer. I got the line I winning. What is it? Lincoln's hat or Lincoln's trophy or land no of Lincoln, something or other. I got uh, yeah, Illinois for seven. Northwestern's not a good football team. I have Illinois for six. I think the last three weeks has uh, made Illinois mad, especially this past week uh, with the way that thing ended. So uh, I think they roll pretty easily against Northwestern. Illinois for six. Minnesota at Wisconsin. The battle for uh, Paul Bunyan Axe. Um, I got Wisconsin for one, and I guess just because they're at home. I also have Wisconsin for one for that exact reason. Yeah. Uh, Purdue at Indiana. 
I got Purdue for three. Um, they're a 10-point favorites. Uh, I think they're, they're the better overall team, but something about this game just worries me. I think it's because Indiana beat Michigan State, and yeah. coming back from 24-7, yeah. maybe if Michigan State blows them out, they're just lifeless even for this game. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be much of a crowd. I know it's Thanksgiving weekend. That's kind of ruined the crowd attendance down in Bloomington, especially for this rivalry. But they are handing out free student tickets, I did yeah. see. so. Nice. Uh, I have Purdue for three as well. I think they should handle them fairly easily. I hope so. Uh, Michigan State at Penn State. I got Penn State for six. Uh, yeah, they're not. Uh, Michigan State's yeah. not making a bowl. I have Penn State for five. So I'm gonna let my dog out real quick. All right. Um, elsewhere around uh, college football, uh, top twenty-five matchups we have on Friday: NC State at North Carolina. Yeah, this game lost some uh, some Dead. hype. Uh, NC State lost to Boston College two weeks ago. North Carolina lost to a Georgia Tech team that's been the last two years. Yeah, um, yeah, there goes um, any shot may had at may had at the Heisman, but give me North Carolina to bounce back. Yeah, give me North Carolina at home as well. Um, on Saturday we have Oregon at Oregon State. Both teams are ranked. Oregon State's twenty third. Give me the Beavers in this one. Oregon uh, squeaked one out at home against Utah over mm-hmm. the weekend. Uh, give me Oregon on the road, though. Uh, can TCU win against Iowa State? They've uh, they've been playing with fire here recently. Yes, they can. Magic's on their side right now. They'll uh, take it into at least the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, give me TCU as well. Um, did you see how few people were at Texas A&M's game in the second half against UMass? Yes. yes. Pathetic. They host LSU. Give me LSU. Yes, uh, Brian Kelly and LSU. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, last one here, number 18, Notre Dame, travels to the L.A. Coliseum to face USC. I think this will be a lot better game than we thought a month and a half mm-hmm. or so ago, but uh, give me USC. Too much to play for. Give me USC as well. They're five-point favorites. I think USC wins. So uh, Last week of college football, unbelievable. Yeah, next week will be conference championship week uh, for our predictions, and then uh, we'll probably talk some – Maybe some coaching vacancies that are open, and maybe yeah. we can predict who we think will go where. Rumor is Deion Sanders has in, been in talks, quote unquote, with Colorado and South Florida. So we'll see. That would be we'll interesting. Yeah. Uh, three winners, three losers in the NFL. Uh, one of my winners is the Dallas Cowboys. Me too. They went into Minnesota and just put a stomping on the Vikings. And then, mm-hmm. you know, last week I was like, I was ready to pull the trigger on the Cowboys being my NFC representative in the Super Bowl. And then they did this. Well, then they go out and do what they did yesterday. And I'm like thinking about doing it again. So yeah, really impressed. This is why I haven't been a believer in the Minnesota Vikings. I know they won in Buffalo. They have a negative point differential and they're eight and two. It's not a, that's not a great sign no. for future success, but they keep winning. So, yep. Uh, Cowboys are also one of my winners, but uh, Tennessee Titans, Going into Green Bay, Titans have, uh, on paper, yardage-wise, the worst offense in the NFL. However, they're first in a red zone touchdown percentage. So that evens it out. And uh, going in there, looked like Green Bay was going to um, kind of turn things around after beating the Cowboys, and Titans took it to them. The Packers are D-O-N-E done, all caps. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Another one of my winners, a team that's got red hot lately, has a win record of 6-5 and five right now, the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know they played the Houston Texans yesterday, but they put it on them, and <clears throat> Carson Wentz didn't get that job back. That's nope. Tyler Heineke's job. Carson Wentz will be uh, looking for employment with a his fourth NFL team next year. Uh, the Commanders, it seems like their energy level has spiked when they heard that Dan Snyder might sell the team. So Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, my last winner here, Kansas City Chiefs coming back against the L.A. Chargers. Knew what was um, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they they have a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning sort of air around them where you just feel like they're going to come back every single game. Uh, but uh, they uh, all these teams I, I saw, the AFC West spent billions, almost billions of dollars uh, to try to take down the Chiefs, and it's over by Thanksgiving already because the Chiefs have run away with it. You have Chiefs fatigue yet? Yeah, it's been there for a minute. But I kind of – the fatigue has gone away because I have Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on my fantasy team. And uh, that has helped me actually want them to play well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My (laughs) my last winner, because I don't think I've put them in a winner this year, maybe 
the last two years on this podcast, I don't the Detroit Lions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they uh, whooped on the New York Giants, back back wins. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to crawl back into the playoff picture or anything, mm-hmm. but maybe Campbell will save his job for another year. I think that uh, that seed is getting a little cooler than it was. Yeah. Uh, they're playing decent football, and I wouldn't be surprised. They usually play okay on Thanksgiving Day. I wouldn't be surprised if they give the Bills a little bit of a game there. Me either. Me either. Um, three losers. Oh, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that's a that's a given, I think. I mean, just the way they got whooped. I mean, I've been having their backs on this podcast all year long, and I still think, think they're a good football team, but that was a poor mm. showing yesterday. That was embarrassing, yeah. Um. My first and second loser, the New Jersey football teams. I have the New York teams, so um, quote-unquote New York, yeah. So. Yeah, the Giants, I have not been a believer in them all season. I think they're a bottom-five team in the NFL, and they're 7-3. and three. Um, They've been That's very quite fortunate. a statement. That's quite a statement. They've been very fortunate to be where they're at, um, and I will go on record and say they missed the playoffs um, after starting 7-2. and two. I think they're trash. Dan- Daniel Jones is terrible. Um, Saquon Barkley's good, but other than that, they're not a good football team. And then the Jets, uh, the Jets, if they want any hope of making the playoffs, they have to go to Joe Flacco. Well, Salah Salah said today he's not making a commitment on the quarterback yet. So, um, the Jets had two yards of offense in the second half against the Patriots. Yeah, they averaged 2.77 inches per play in the second half. Um, and then after the game, they asked Zach Wilson, Do you feel like you're letting your defense down? He goes, Nope. Sounds like his teammates are turning against him already. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh it's not going well for him there. And uh if yeah, they're six and four, they're still right in it, but they're dead last in the AFC East. That's how good the East has been this year. Mm-hmm. Um both they, they East, ha- AFC and yeah. NFC are really yeah. good. They have to go to Flacco, in my opinion. My last loser, I'm doing it again. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> Embarrassing yesterday against the Las Vegas Raiders. Not only do you get swept on season by Josh McDaniels, but you're the first team not to score at least 20 points against the Las Vegas Raiders all season. Hackett's and, done, man. And just, oh, he's done. He's, he's yeah, done. he's, he's, he's done. I, I was surprised he wasn't done today, but actually I don't think they'll fire him until after the season. What's the yeah. point? You're going to win one, maybe two games, if that, on the rest of the schedule. Um, why fire him? Just wait till the end of the season. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he gave up play calling duties to Clint Kubiak. Offense looked better in the first half, but same old, same old in the second half. And even at the end of the game, I wasn't as mad with the call of a pass play on third and 10 after the two minute warning, even though the Raiders had no timeouts. The first down gets, you know, wins the game. I was more mad at Russell Wilson for going ahead and throwing the ball when nobody was open. Just slide down and take the sack and you run 30 seconds more off the clock. And then the Raiders only have a minute 20 to get down and try to kick field goal instead of a minute 50. That's a huge difference. Awful game management once again. And once again, the team loses a one possession game and now they're 0 and 3 in overtime. Colts, Chargers, Raiders, and Devontae Adams whooped Patrick Sertan, unfortunately, on that play. And just just an embarrassing loss overall. Six straight. Six straight to this awful Raiders franchise. They've lost 13 straight to the Chiefs, and that's not going to get better. Chiefs are going to whoop them two times this year yet for 15. It's just this is a bad, bad, bad organization right now. If the Broncos had scored 18 points, just just 18, right at 18, they'd be 9-1. and I know. uh, I know. And they released Melvin Gordon today, which – you know, kudos to the guy to always face in the media. I will give him that. He's a pro's pro when it comes mm-hmm. to that, but can't hang on to the ball. Five fumbles yeah. this year, and really, and they're always in the red zone. Seems it just kills them. Just kills them. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, my last loser, Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields has been crowned this elite quarterback, and he's thrown two soul-crushing interceptions the past two weeks that have cost him the game. So, um, pick them. I won finally. Snapped a three-game schneid, and I'm going to win again. Yeah, and you had him for me right after I'm depressed after an awful Broncos <laughs> loss. My kick a man while he's down, why don't That's you? That's what I do. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffalo at Detroit Thanksgiving Day. Taking the Bills for nine, not taking them higher just because of what you said. Um, Lions usually play good on Thanksgiving. Taking the Bills for 13. Um, oh, you're still going high. Yeah, they haven't looked overly impressive here recently, though. Uh, New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Cow- Cowboys for 10. I have Cowboys for 16. Uh, Giants trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. Got the Vikings for five. They bounce back. I think they bounce back as well. Vikings for eight. However, this seems like a game Patriots go in and win. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks at the Cleveland. I almost said Cavaliers for some reason. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Buccaneers for seven. I don't know why I went that low. 
I went Bucks for seven as well, so they cancel right. each other out. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Titans for three. This is a intriguing matchup. Mm-hmm. I have the Bengals for three. I think it's a huh? coin flip matchup. Um, rematch of the uh, playoff game last year. Cincinnati went in and won. Uh, Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins for 16. I have the Dolphins for 15. I don't think I've ever put that many points on them. Um, I want to see Lovey Smith cry after the game. That's how bad <laughs> I want the Dolphins to destroy his soul. Sounds like they, they might be going to Kyle Allen as their starter instead of Davis Mills. This Oh, wow. Um, Tua should be able to pick apart that ancient Tampa 2 there, Houston. Uh, Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. Got the Jets for four. I have the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. I think the Jets are terrible. Um, Jets have a really good defense. Their offense is terrible. The Bears, Bears can't win games, man. Bears, Bears for one. I know. I picked them last week. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, Bears for one. <laughs> Falcons at the Washington Commanders. I got the Commanders for 14. <laughs> oh, man. I have the Commanders for nine. I don't, I don't um, know why, but. Kyle Pitts is done for the year for Atlanta. They're just yeah. going to fold. Yeah. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Super Bowl 50 matchup. Boy, how far these two franchises are about the same. <laughs> Panthers for six. Oh, man. I'm taking the Broncos for two. I can't, I've, I've picked the Broncos at least eight of the ten weeks. Uh, so I picked thanks. against them more this year than I ever have, and yeah. I'm right more than I ever have been. And uh, I just think after how they lost that game yesterday, I don't know where this team them. goes. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, Broncos for two. Baltimore Ravens, thoroughly unimpressive in Carolina yesterday, but they did get a win uh, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ravens for eight. I have the Ravens for ten. Uh, L.A. Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. I got the Chargers for one. No idea on this one. Yeah, it's coin flip. Who knows if Murray will be back. Uh, give me Chargers for five. I don't think any teams, either of those teams are going anywhere. Uh, Vegas Raiders at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks for 13. I have the Seahawks for four, so I'm rooting for the Raiders, that one. Um, L.A. Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs for 15. Chiefs for 14. Rams are done. They've looked awful mm-hmm. this year. Cup's pretty much out for the year, six to eight mm-hmm. weeks. Might as well not bring him back. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I think the Niners get it done to a Colt McCoy-led uh, um, Cardinal team. Niners for 12. Mm-hmm. I have the Niners for 12 as well against the Saints. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles, who – Squeaked one out against but Indianapolis. They, but they got it done, and that's what they, they needed did. to that's do. That's all that matters. Yeah. Couldn't afford to lose two because then you start losing confidence. Mm-hmm. Eagles for 11. I have the Eagles for 11 as well. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. Got the Colts for two. I have the Colts for six. I, I think Steelers are real bad. Uh, Pickett did look better yesterday than he has in a while. So He played pretty good two weeks ago. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, birdie bogey here. You got any more NFL thoughts? No, I, um, I could vent about the Broncos for an hour, but I'm not going to put everybody <laughs> through that. So, uh, Derek Henry scored his 10th rushing touchdown of the season on Thursday, became the fifth player in NFL history to score 10 rushing touchdowns in five straight seasons. Who were the other four to do this? Well, David Thomason. Yep. He is one of them. 10 10- Five straight seasons of 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking here. I'm so nervous. I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, LT. God, think, think, think. Um, I'm looking at the teams right here just to see if that <laughs> yeah. uh, can help me think of running Unfair backs. advantage. Um, Barry Sanders. Nope. Ah, shoot. I'll I'll give you two more guesses to get a par. I don't know if this guy was healthy for five straight seasons. Adrian Peterson. He is one of them, so you get at least a par. All right, all right. Um, there's two more guys. Yeah, two more guys. I don't know how far was it. Uh, Marshall Falk. Nah. You get a par. Hey, no, I'll take a par. Uh, Sean Alexander. Oh, I wouldn't even, wasn't even on my radar. Michael Turner. Yeah. You remember no. him with the Falcons? I, I feel, I feel better. I feel yeah. better. That was crazy. I, that, that's why I'm like, if, it, if you get three of them, you get a, uh, yeah. you get a birdie. But, yeah, but, I feel a lot better getting two. All right. You, you get I, still got a fight, I still got a fighting chance left yeah, for the year. Still in. 
Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. This episode is brought to you by the Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand toss pizza, and bread, turn on seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. Go get some food at the Damn Landing, 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Go eat some food.